Welcome to the Third Generation Networking Podcast with your hosts, Debbie and Greg Peters. Hello, networkers. Welcome to another episode of the Third Generation Networking Podcast. I'm Greg Peters, the reluctant networker, and with me today, of course, is my co-host, Debbie Peters, the networking... <laughs> the networking? The networking... Well, let's try that one more time. The networking guru. And you are going to leave this in here, aren't you? Of course I'm going to leave this in here. Why would I edit out my goofs? Anyway, this is my mom. Hi, mom. Hi, Greg. This this is to let you know that this intro is not record is not, not pre-recorded and, and, and tested out and everything. It's just me winging it. So, so how are things going? We- it, it makes it wonderful that you're not so perfect all the time, Greg. Oh, so I, I, I try. love it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so things are going well. As you know, I'm getting my office cleaned out and I love it because I'm going to turn my office into my nest. I know. This is, this is all part of the uh, stepping back plan that mm-hmm. you had. Getting and, and we are the recipients of lots of stuff. So yeah. a, lot of, a lot of things, the girls are loving looking through all the, like the old portfolios that you, you've given us. And uh, I, I'm, I've got a box full of CDs back here. I need to look through and see what I want to keep. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I'm glad to hear that you are, you're enjoying this whole process and uh, you're finding your, your little nest there in your, in your office. <laughs> Making progress. And I found someone that wants my big desk so I can get a smaller one. Oh, Cause of good. course I don't have, have big things to do anymore so I can have a smaller desk. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I know it, it, it's a beautiful desk and you did offer it to us, but there's just no place in our home that can fit that size of desks. <laughs> All right. So uh, last time we were together, we actually, we revisited some of the ideas that we'd come up with uh, on how to be successful with our remote networking uh, which, as we know, is still a challenge for a lot of us. Uh, well, the ironic thing is, really, in, in many ways, it's not all that much different than what we did before. There's just some, some the minor changes of not actually being in person. I mean, there's, there's pretty much everything is. is still I actually, there. I actually look at it as networking enhanced. Networking enhanced. Okay, so, so you're not limiting yourself. You, no. are, you have an enhancement. I love it. Yeah. So, so if you're interested in that, please do check out that episode. Uh, this time, uh, we're going to be touching on something that uh, it's kind of an interesting aspect of networking, and I think that there is some confusion around it, uh, and that's how we avoid looking like we're selling when we're actually in the process of networking. Um, I, I know a lot of people sort of try to conflate the two. They are trying; they think they're trying to sell at those networking events, and uh, their success is, is usually not great. Uh, so this actually came from, we had a number of questions that kind of all fell into this, this area. Um, we had uh, our, our good friend, Linda Sattler, who's provided us with a number of great questions over the, over the last months. By the way, did you know this is actually our episode number 50? Wow, great. Zero. Wow, we've been really rocking it right along here. So. And you know what? It's you that's made it happen. Just so, so everyone that's listening, if it had been me, we wouldn't be at 50. <laughs> <laughs> well, it just it keep it, keeping things uh, moving. That's all we have to do. And, and, and honestly, it's been a lot of fun to, to be able to chat about all these things. So, 
so Linda, uh, she sent us, it's, it's a very long question, uh, but primarily uh, she, it looks like she is on a, um, a, a nonprofit organization that provides information to a variety of different communities. And she is trying to reach out to these communities. It's a free service that she's offering. And it, it basically comes down to, um, she says, obviously I'm doing it all wrong since no one is calling or emailing back. Uh, I feel kind of stuck since I don't have any other logical connection to these organizations. Uh, for example, one of them is a neighborhood organization in East Detroit. Um, and it, she says it feels a lot like she's doing a sales pitch um, and, and shouldn't it be different for volunteer work? She's providing a free service, but it still feels like the hard sell. Is there a better approach? And, and we actually have another one from our friend, Peter Archangel. He says, I know the objective of networking is to serve rather than get, but how do I offer to serve and not sound like I'm selling? So there seems to be a recurring theme here. <laughs> it does seem to be a recurring theme. Well, um, I, I think there's a couple things and I know you have a couple ideas on this also, but the first thing, I, Linda is trying to help with redistricting. Is that right? Yeah, that was the, the, the crux of her organization's uh, goal. To make sure that um, communities of like uh, like minds or, or like, what did like she say? Interests. Yeah, like uh, interest. Communities of are, interest remain intact. Are rep yeah, represented and not divided. And uh, so it is in their interest, obviously, to talk to her. But, um, I, and I don't know what she is saying because I haven't heard, I haven't received a call from Linda. <laughs> I don't know whether she's just working in Michigan or if she's reaching into Ohio also. But um, I think that when she makes the call that instead of saying, I'm here to help you, which is kind of a sale and, and many salespeople will, you know, take on that. Um, well, and, and it is, I mean, let's face it, it, it is, is a sale. It is yeah. a sale you're, you're trying to make where it's, it's, they're not, you're not you know, getting money from them, but, but they are, they are. No matter uh, what you're. It, it's they, still I a devotion of time or resources or whatever. Yeah, so it's still a sales pitch. <laughs> yeah. I, and often I told when I manage a sales team that the first sale that you make when you um, are selling is the opportunity to get in front of someone. Mm -hmm. So that's the first sale that you have to do. So that's basically what she's doing. And um, I always thought that it worked much better if I would reach out and say, this is what I'm doing, but I need some information and wonder if you could help me. Uh, Once you ask for help, people typically at least will fall over themselves trying to help you because people love to help. Yeah. So she might call and say, you know, this is what I'm doing. I would love to... Um, chat with whoever's you know in charge or something like that. I have no idea who the best person is. Would you be willing to help me figure that out? Yeah, I, I would agree with you on that one. Uh, people are, are will often be more willing to to uh, sit around and listen to you for a few more minutes on the phone than you know if you come in saying, "Wait, I would love to talk to you about you know, who, yeah who's who's in charge of your whatever yes yes <laughs> those are keywords that we listen for and then hang up it's all exactly um and typically when people are it's interesting the phone call where you're talking will be rather short in fact it may be you may be hung up on yeah the phone call where they're talking and giving you information and providing their you know um, help and what they think you should do will probably end up being a half an hour phone call <laughs> exactly you know my my uh my sales coach joe marr he actually said in one of the classes no one hangs up while they're talking <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> 
Yeah. So that's the first thing I would say is step one is ask for help. Okay. And then actually, we've talked a little bit about this. I don't know what number it is. You probably do, Greg. But back when we were talking about how we can uh, develop referrals for each other, we can use the same concept with this, only uh, obviously in a little different way. So let's pretend that she's calling this organization in East Detroit. I would look it up on um, the, the online to, to look up the organization at their website find out who the executive director are, maybe some of the other staff, and also typically the board members are listed on their website. They should be at least. And first of all, do you know any of these people right away off the bat? Mm -hmm. Because if you do, then you can reach out to one of these people, even if it's not the executive director for someone else at the organization, they'll be able to help you to know who to talk to and might be able to make that introduction. Or if you don't know any of them, look to see if you are connected either through LinkedIn or Facebook with, um, with a, a person in between you and say the board member that would then be willing to help you connect to that organization in some way. So it's looking for other inroads going in as I used to call it the side door as opposed to the front door. Right. Um, well, in, in, in many ways, this is, it's, it alleviates because we're no longer selling. Um, you know, we are, we've connected with someone who's connecting us. Exactly. They are telling us. Yes. It's, it's, it's no longer us bragging. It's them bragging. Yes. So, yeah. Which is a lot and, easier. <laughs> and by the way, when you reach out to that person that your connection is going to lead you to the new connection, they may also be involved with another organization that needs to hear the, the story about redistricting also. Yeah, you never know where that's going to lead. I mean, it's it, once they are, because let's face it, a lot of our, our, our network are not intimately familiar with what we're doing on, any, any, on a daily basis. Um, so being able to connect with them and say, hey, you know, this is what I'm working on. Oh, really? <laughs> you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I, especially when your intent is not to sell to that particular person, but to have asked for their help in, in getting to the right person. Uh, there's no threat there. There's no, you know, there's no putting them on the spot, putting them on the defensive. So they tend to be much more ready to listen at that point. Yes. So those are my two thoughts. I know you had another thought also. Uh, well, uh, there, there is, I mean, I, mean, I know that uh, I, I, in the past, back when I was first networking, I had this habit. I, I would just call up people on in my list and say, you know, just to check in with them, just say, Hey, how are you doing? And it got to the, uh, a few people, not all of them, but many would actually say, oh, you know, hey, oh, hi, Greg. Yeah, I don't have anything for you right now. <laughs> I mean, and honestly, I had never actually, I'd never asked them for business, but there's this, there was that assumption that. You sounded yeah, like a salesperson. I sounded like a salesperson. I'm just checking in is, uh, and I've, I've said this to some of my audiences in the past, that that phrase, I'm just checking in, is code for, do you have anything for me? Um, so the, the best thing we can do is to, to not be that person that's, that's sounding like we have something we need, but rather something we have that they might need. You know, that's why we're always searching for ways to be of service to that other person. We're looking for resources that they might find of value. So if you can call the other person and say, hey, you know, I was thinking the other day, I saw this article on you know, I, Alpine chainsaw juggling, and I thought of you, I thought this might be of value to you. Uh, I, I was just going to send it along, but, you know, I thought I, I would connect with you just to see how, how things are going. Um, that takes the, the own, it, it sounds a lot less like 
I'm checking in to see whether you have something for me. And it's, it's more like, hey, you should be looking forward to whenever I call you because I'm going to have something that might be a benefit to you. Yeah. So it's so what you're saying is you need to develop your network before you even start making these calls. Yeah, in some ways, you, know, you, de you definitely need to. to well, it's, it's one more reason to develop a network. The more of a network you have, the more resources you have to call upon for your network. You become more and more the, that center of activity, that, that uh, trusted advisor that everyone's looking forward to hearing from because you probably have the solution to whatever problems they have. Yeah, and in fact, going back to what I said, to, you might even begin, instead of calling your prospects, which are the, for Linda, the neighborhood organizations, calling your network and saying just what I just said, hey, this is what I'm doing. Are there any organizations that you know of that should be interested oh, in yeah, hearing this? Use, using your networking as a prospecting yeah. tool. So, so using my second point and, yeah. and making that be number one. Well, this actually ties into another question we had um, that, that came in from uh, Matt Sherwood, who uh, he runs uh, Vet BizNet, uh, which is a, an organization which supports veteran-owned businesses. And he said, how do you approach someone, typically corporate buyers, that you feel will be a good prospect for your business at a networking event? <laughs> Should you come to them as a problem solver or someone looking to understand their purchasing culture related to supplier diversity? Um, <laughs> what did he just say? <laughs> Well, you know, I, I know Matt, and they, they, a lot of the org, uh, well, back when we actually all met together, uh, one of the things that they, they would provide were these um, uh, meet and greets where uh, corporate buyers or corporate uh, representatives would be there uh, so that the veteran owned business owners could actually to meet with them. And I think one of the challenges in these organ in these type situations is a lot of people think that you're supposed to sit down and sell, 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 sell. You know, here's my I, I you need what I have. And you know, I've I've uh, I've spoken uh, with uh, uh, these corporate, you know, corporate buyers or corporate representatives uh, at the at the vet uh, the vet biznet, and I've also spoken at um, uh, women-owned business uh, conferences and talked with the they they don't want they don't want to be sold to for the most none of part, us do none, none of us do. do none of us do and and even though well i think there's a misunderstanding that that's the reason that they are there is to buy and they aren't um for the most part they aren't the people doing the buying they're actually out there gaining research and so and again after talking with several of these corporate representatives they don't want you to sit down and start selling to them they would much rather you sit down and start developing a relationship with them which means you are taking an interest in the challenges that they are facing, uh, maybe connecting them with other people. The, the big challenge, and I think this is one that goes back to this sort of an underlying theme to this, is when you are networking, you can never assume that the person you are talking to needs what you are selling, at least not right now. It's not about what you are selling to them. It's about what they need and how you can provide it. And what they need may not be your particular widget. So put your listening ears on, ask good questions, find out where their needs are, and then connect them with those resources. Because when you do that, they are looking forward to hearing from you again. And when they do need your services, they will be have, keeping you in mind. Yeah, as a matter of fact, when you're at a conference like this and you're talking with other people, and then you have one of these meet and greets 
probably it's usually around the last day, isn't it? Yeah, it's culmination or the morning sessions are like they'll have you know educational sessions or, or mm -hmm. keynotes or whatever and then the afternoon like the you know two hours in the afternoon is set aside for set the aside meet and greets uh, so so during your morning and, and you know breakout sessions and when you're you know just casually meeting people just kind of add the, those people to your role your rolodex in your head or whatever it is that you're using to keep your people that you're meeting straight and um, then when you're meeting with the corporate buyers, say, you know what, from what I'm hearing from you, there's, you know, you have no need of my services or what I'm producing right now. But you know what, I met someone yesterday at the conference that I think that I don't know if they have an appointment with you, but they should. And then you're bringing two people or you're at least mentioning two people because I know those slots are kind of like appointment slots, aren't they? Well, you, you, get, you get in line. Basically, everyone's got their own little table. You get in line. And okay. Just, okay. I guess different groups can have different ways of doing it. but Yeah. But you're actually showcasing someone else. So, again, they're going to think positively of you and think of you as a trusted helper mm -hmm. as opposed to someone that's just there to throw up on them. <laughs> exactly. Well, and you know who's really good at this? Your wife. My Yeah, our boss, my wife, your daughter-in-law. Yes. Yes. Elizabeth. <laughs> She she has gone to these women-owned business conferences, and yes, we are a women-owned business, and, and she could, you know, get in those lines and wait. She ends up just chatting with people, and she, honestly, as a result of, of the relationships, relationships she has created, I ended up getting invited out to dinner with a whole group of these corporate representatives, and they bought me dinner. <laughs> <laughs> She she just formed these close attachments and friendships with them. Um, they she can call on them anytime she wants because they view her as a friend, not as this you know a, a threatening individual who's going to sit down and start you know put them in a headlock. So yeah, yeah. Well, and interesting. Uh, not uh, about a week or so ago, I had a, a conversation with a contact of mine. Her name is Kristen Shinover. Uh, we have known each other since she got out of college, so she now has three children. <laughs> and she is um, the marketing manager for Launchpad, the Launchpad Incubator. If I could talk, I must be in the air. Launchpad Incubation at the University of Toledo. And th again, their services are free. She, you know, and, and her challenge right now is that she wants to reach out to any kind of and all STEM companies. So um, those companies that are more technical. Mm -hmm. And um, so she's doing exactly what I said, which we need to have step one is she's reaching out to her network say, this is what I'm wanting to do. Who can you recommend that might need our services? And I actually had two people that I could, you know, introduce her to. And, and I did an email introduction so that I'm sure that she was, and she said, you know, she was meeting with other people also and um, perfect the way she's going about it. Excellent. So to, to kind of summarize, we kind of were far ranging here. In yes. <laughs> uh, uh, we, we need to, when, when we're reaching out to people, we need to ask for their help. Um, yes. Because then, because salespeople don't ask for help, they, they, uh, they tell them how they're going to help. Um, use our own network so that we can research for uh, connections we need to make within those in, within yeah. those organizations. Maybe we already know them or know someone who knows them. Uh, and I actually think that's step one, remember. Oh, you think that's step one. Okay, so we'll just kind of put that, uh, just 
we're not going to edit it, but just remember that's step one. <clears throat> um, remember that your solutions are not necessarily their solutions. You need to be listening and looking for what opportunities you can have to bring your network in as a resource. Um, and basically, honestly, treat these people like human beings. <laughs> <laughs> Not as someone's necessarily going to buy from you. <laughs> so. Yeah, they they have wants and needs just like the rest of us. And so if, if, if we use Elizabeth's MO, become their friend. Become their friend. All right. So anything else we need to do to cover, uh, cover this topic? Uh, this one could go on forever, I think. But I think we've at least made a start with it. Made a good start with it. All right. I hope Linda agrees. I, I hope so, too. I'm sure we'll, we'll hear from her. She does tend to, to comment for us. So. Okay, great. <laughs> All right, uh, so next time, uh, we're gonna be, uh, a few weeks ago, we covered the idea of the different levels of a relationship. Uh, we call it the art of networking, uh, awareness, relationship building, and team. Um, and uh, we, we thought we would delve a little bit more into what we can ask for or what we can expect from those different levels. Uh, so we'll be talking about what we can do at the different levels of relationship next time. Uh, thank you for tuning in to the episode today. If you did enjoy it, please comment. Uh, we will have these on our Facebook pages. That information's in the episode guide. If you think of anybody who could use this information, please do share it with them. And if you'd like to hear from us on a regular basis, please do subscribe. Um, until next time, go out and make some great connections. Talk to See you later, later Greg. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Third Generation Networking Podcast with your hosts, Greg and Debbie Peters. If you'd like to learn more about our new virtual training programs, go to connectnation.com.